Welcome to the Fitness Business University podcast. This is Tom Langton. Uh, I don't have Vince Gabriel today. I have an even better guest slash co-host today. Today I'm joined by the man Rob Pilger. Rob is owner of Pilger's Old School Boxing and Fitness Academy in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I've known Rob for, I don't even know how long now, a couple, probably like yeah. five years. We yeah. met we met a, a long time ago, you know, through business, business mentorships and things like that. So um, it's funny because when we started recording this podcast, we weren't really sure who was going to listen. And we kind of just started throwing it out there. And then, you know, people like Rob and people like Mike Boyle started hitting us up. And we were like, damn, there's actually some, like, big dogs listening to this. We, we better start taking this a little more serious. But uh, but but I'm talking to Rob, trying to get him on the podcast. So, Rob, welcome, man. Great to have you on. Hey, Tom. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Um, honored uh, for you and uh, Vince to have me on here. And I do listen to the podcast. And great information. You guys walk the talk. Um, great value. So again, I'm touched and I'm honored to, uh, for you to have me on here. All right, I hope so, to add some value today to everybody listening. Oh, there's no doubt you will. But th- I think the most important question I have to ask you in the, the discussion we had early on in the podcast is, uh, what's the best Rocky movie? You're a boxing expert, so we have to go right to the source. So this is the discussion that we have often. So, I thought you were going to mention something about Corona Light, but no, we'll go here. <laughs> we're going to talk about that before this is over with. But, uh, I don't know. I'd say, uh, you know, uh, I like the one with uh, Drago uh, 4. But I tell you what, I really enjoyed the second Creed and how they tied, you know, uh, you know Drago in there, the, uh, the dad. Right. I thought that was great, but. It just depends on the mood you're in. I like the one with Tommy Morrison, too. I think that's fun. But probably, I'd say three, four, and five. Okay. One's bad acting. That's when Sloan, he was just, I think you even, I think you even called uh, Schwarzenegger a good actor. He's not a good actor. He's a horrible actor. All he, all he could do, great movies, all he could do is flex in his pride, great, great physique, and make noises. But Stallone, early in the Rocky two, uh, Rocky one and two, not really that good of an actor. Three, four, and five in my opinion. Uh, three, four, and five in my opinion. I'm a fan of Rocky Three. Rock, Clubber Lang, Mr. T is that's, that's uh, my go-to. Oh, uh, he played that uh, Mr. T to a T. No pun intended. Great villain. Um, what, what was his name? B. A. Baracus. Just that's a not, that was great actor. I was tough guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, he, that was a great. Probably one of the best villains. You know, he probably probably the. And, uh, of course, he got uh, Thunderlips in there. Yeah, that's right. Hulk Hogan's in that one. Oh. The mountain of molasses, uh, or the mountain of lust, or whatever. Oh, he, he had his mic skills in that uh, movie were great. So that was he was a good villain too. Tell us your story a little bit. You have you have a really interesting background. Now you know most most people that get into the fitness business have some kind of athletic background, but yours is really a unique story from your athletic background and then getting the coaching and you've actually moved through gyms from state from different states. So yeah, go ahead. You know, sure. Uh, you know, I've been involved with boxing since 92. I had my first amateur fight in Detroit, Michigan, back in 92. One, I've always been involved in the, uh, the, the boxing um, aspect. Uh, I've got into coaching in 2001, um, made the transition. I was getting educated. I wanted to, just, you know, have a career after, after fighting. So I started, you know, um, doing the Czech program. Love Paul Czech. Uh, was a uh, Czech level two practitioner. At that time in my life, I started to to do a lot of tours, if you will, with uh, strength coaches. Spent time with Charles Poliquin, as you did, yep. uh, the late Charles Poliquin. 
um, was a um, his PICEP. I um, the level one. I did I did that course with him. Spent some time with him up in Canada. Mike Boyle was in his uh, Mike Boyle. I was in his strength. Uh, his first uh, strength um, was a strength coach course of his. Um, at that time, I was in Florida. I started doing uh, all the technical mastery of the coaching. Spent time with Cosgrove, Eric Serrano, um, you name it. But one thing I didn't work on was the business aspect, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, so I, I, you know, I started off as a fighter. When that was over, made the transition to coaching. Um, took the approach as a fighter to a coach. I wanted to be the best I could. To this day, I always sharpen the saw. I read every day. Even if it's just for 15 minutes, you have to stick to that habit. And I'm big on that. You're successful as an athlete by sticking to your regimen. And you're successful as a coach by sticking to, to your regimen. Um, education has always been big to me. Um, I have a big library of books I've read. Um, Paul Check got me and instilled that into his students way back in 2001. I've been an avid reader. Um, and at that time, I was in Florida. I trained fighters down there, trained athletes, strength conditioning too, baseball players. And what I, my uh, niche has been um, bridging the skill of boxing with the strength conditioning aspect of it. There's always been a, and there still is like a black hole, a lot of mess. So I've, I am a skill coach and I am a strength conditioning coach, and I do a good job of bridging the both. Um, you could say like a, in business, like a CPA and, and accountant does, uh, or excuse me, a CPA and an attorney does. Um, one of my mentors, uh, Mark Kohler, he bridges that gap. And so in the strength conditioning and skill work, I bridge that gap. So just, you know, I spent a lot of time, again, over the years with uh, with all the, the big names. and uh, But there came a point where I needed, you know, more business coaching. and I made a lot of mistakes. Um, in my business in Florida from a lack of business um, education and know-how. And I moved to Columbus, Ohio in July 2008. And at that time, started spending more time um, focusing on the business, sales. Sales is not a dirty word. Broke trainers call it a dirty word. You, you know, sales is just communication. Sales is nothing but great communication, correct? I agree. Right? I mean, it's not a dirty, sleazy word. So it's, I don't know why people say shit like that. You know what I mean? It's nothing but communicating um, what you do and how you can help somebody and, and say it in a clear, concise message to where they makes the process easier. And, and, and that's – I've had some good guys over the years. I've met some good guys. Um, A.J. Roberts, um, when he was here in Columbus, Ohio, helped me out with my website, gym website, um, optimizing it and everything. I learned a lot off of him. So people pretty much – there was a good book written years ago um, um, about websites, like um, pre-selling somebody so they can read your site. Pretty much what I'm saying is we have people come into our gym, they're already pre-sold from our website. That means your website's doing its job. It's pretty much talking to me or one of our coaches about what we have to offer. The site does that. So they read the site. They already know what, what we offer, and it's a fit for both. They come in. They come in to sign up. So, but – you know, before 2008, I, I was all on the technical side and had no business um, knowledge. And I thought, you know, hey, um, customers are just going to come to me. People are just going to come to me. I didn't know how to acquire them. So it's been a hell of a journey 
And so since 2008, I've been more, you know, um, on the business side, communication side, um, human behavior side. And of course, I still, you know, keep my skills sharp on the, on the, uh, on the um, trainer side. So again, I've been, you know, since 92 as a fighter, coach since 2001. Um, Louis Simmons, obviously, I spent I spend time with even presently. Um, it's good to be around, you know, somebody with a lot of experience. You know, as a fighter, um, I had some good coaches uh, with a lot of experience, and that carried over to the um, uh, and my career as a trainer. You know, being around guys like Paul Check and more so Louis Simmons. He's been doing this forever, and it's forgotten more than any of us will know. And he's, I don't even know, he's been involved in powerlifting and strength conditioning since the 60s. And how many people nowadays stick to anything? So that's a dying breed of a man right there, if you will, uh, who has that much longevity. He's one of the titans of Charlie Francis um, in that line, uh, Paul Quinn. Um, so it's good to spend time with uh, coaches like that. You learn so much. And um, and I started doing that on the business aspect of it, doing more, reading more books, Dan Kennedy, Jay Abraham, and um, you have to do that. And and, um, and and that just helped me grow more. My business has only done so much better since being in Columbus, and of course, since studying the business side of it, because Michael Gerber talks about in his book, The E Myth. You know, as we know, um, you know, there's the technician, there's the manager, and there's the entrepreneur. And those that go into business, the shit hits the fan when they, when you have to learn all three. Of course, that's what you get a team for, right. is to delegate that to that. Talk, talk a little bit about uh, your, your business now. So you, know, you said you started, you were training, you know, higher level boxers now. But when I, when I, if you don't, if you don't follow Rob right now on Facebook, you might have one of the most interesting Facebook, Facebook feeds i guess you saw and you, you learn everything from from pizza reviews to ipas and, but a, most it's like a lot of the education you're talking about you kind of put out there but when i see it, you're training everybody from little kids um housewives business guys you have pro athletes coming in there so talk a little bit about the actual business and like what is your target market what is the goal of pillagers academy okay first of all too i'm going to backtrack a little bit i spent time with, on the skill side i spent time with, with freddie roach and one of the highlights of my life thus far is, you know, um, Freddie's a, a really great guy, and it's motivating for all of us to, to hear his story of, you know, you look at somebody great, and you're, man, this guy's great, he's a great trainer, got a great life, man, how the hell does he do it? How, he's so lucky, and, man, I want to have that, but people don't realize that Freddie Roach used to be a telemarketer answering phones in Las Vegas and was lonely and just not really happy, but he kept grinding, he kept... Um, mastering the skill of being a trainer and he hooked up with uh, mickey rourke in hollywood california and things took off but if you go to his gym which i do every time i visit with um aaron's aunt we go out we go out to southern california every uh, year for easter i go to his gym i've I developed a, a a good relationship with freddie and you go to his gym and it makes you feel like shit everything that he's done but he, he's come from nothing to that and it's all work ethic but my personality and the style of our gym has been, I've been fortunate to be around a lot of great people in strength training and in skill. And they just take from that and you bring it home. I love going to different, I love going to like, it's good to go to Westside in the mornings to see the energy or any high level gym. 
I love going to boxing gyms in the same way to sit, watch, learn, and you bring that back to your gym. So with that, our gym's very unique. It's an old school gym. It's an authentic gym. We don't try to be like anybody but ourselves. Um, our gym is not this, you cannot find a gym probably in Ohio that looks like ours. Too many business, uh, too many gym owners, when they open a gym, they look like each other. And it's a soulless gym is what I like to call it. You know, it doesn't have any heart. And, you know, it doesn't really have any, it's just like another uh, replica of somebody else. They want to copycat off of somebody else. They see somebody else doing 20K a month. Hey, let's, you know, get these bells and whistles in here and design a gym like that. We're going to make a lot of money, but it's not about that. It's about the attitude. It's about the heart. It's about the atmosphere. It's about the culture. It's about the culture more than anything. And that's what people want to um, be part of. Um, and that's what we, makes our gym successful. So we train, you know, six-year-old kids, um, CEOs of business. Um, I got, you know, we got some good amateur fighters in there. Um, all kinds of pro athletes cross-train doing it. It's just a nice intermixture. If you go to the uh, Freddie Roach's gym in Hollywood, California, and you go up there during the day, prime times, early morning to early afternoon, and you see his gym, you see an intermixture of, and of course in Gleason's in New York City too, or any gym across the nation. It's what makes boxing gym so unique. It's just such a nice melting pot of, you see uh, college kids, soccer moms, CEOs, attorneys, fighters, all training amongst each other. Of course, sparring's different. You know, we have different times for competitive sparring. But that's what people like is that energy, you know what I mean? It's almost like being in a movie, and it's, it's the energy's addicting. And one of my favorite business books of all time is Starbucks Experience. It's creating that third place, and that's what makes your gym um, – you got to create. Uh, you get. You, that's what you want to model your gym after. Is you want people. You want people to want to be there. And they can't wait to be there, and they, and they love being there. And that's creating that third place and starts with that environment. So we designed our gym. When you come in there, it's very rustic. Um, it has a lot of character. It has a lot of heart. And people come in there. We've, you know, I've rented our gym out for uh, movies, commercials. Um, um, people just love. You know, UFC. Um, said our gym is the top three gyms they ever shot out of for a reason. It is not the way it looks, but that was designed that way. And it was designed that way from the gyms that I trained at, you know, designed after two of my favorite gyms that I trained at. And, and I modeled our gym off of that. So I hope that, hope no, no, that makes That's awesome. So, so, let, so let me ask you this then. So you have a, a broad range of clientele and you were talking about the marketing education that you had. How do you go about acquiring clients when you have that broad of a range of, of clientele? Like what is your marketing strategy or what are some of the techniques you use from that end? A lot of it's from um, uh, SEO, people finding us um, optim, um, organic searches off of Google. We do very, very well with that. Just searching, you know, our site's really optimized. People find us off the web. Um, you know, Facebook ads, not so much anymore. A lot of word of mouth. A lot of me just posting on you know, social media, um, our events. We hold, we're having another fight show. It's the 49th fight show I've held in Columbus since 2011, which is extremely difficult to do. And just we're out there. We're out there in the community. We're out there. So when people think of boxing, they think of us. Um, but it's still a lot of grassroots stuff, um, door hangers on occasion. Um, but word of mouth has been big to us. Just our visibility in the community, visibility on the web. Um, on Facebook, um, and again, the, the the events have been big. You know, um, I like to hold about six fight shows a year, and that just puts us out there. So when people think about competitive boxing, or they think about using martial arts or um, more so boxing to get in shape, we're the we're the top of their other other on their minds. 
So, um, but um, what else are they going to say real quick? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, that's pretty much, that's pretty much how we do it. Yeah, and, and it's the sales process. So, like, do, do you have, do you have, do you find, do you find it challenging? Like you said, the culture is so strong in that gym. So, once people get in there and kind of see what's going on, does the sales side have become pretty easy or is there still, is there still some stuff to overcome, whether it's, you know, a parent not wanting their kid to get beat up or, or you know what I mean? Like, so I think boxing sometimes can have, or fighting in general, kind of overcoming it, that, that side of it. Or is it, once they're in that culture, is the sales part of it pretty easy? That's a great question. I think the, it, and the biggest thing with the, what gyms are is the, um, it's the intimidation factor. Like, I think people are like, will be, when they think of a gym, they think of it being like a bunch of people look, you know, tough fighters, mad dog and people staring right. at them a lot of mean people in there. So um, I always have people come in. We always offer a trial workout. Come in and try it. The best way to describe it is to try it, I tell people. Come in, try it for your workout. They come in, they feel the energy, they see the atmosphere. They're like, man, this is great. They just love it. Gym sells itself. You construct a gym the correct way and you have to – my job as, as the gym owner now is to protect the culture, you know, and, and you groom the culture. And uh, you maintain that culture and you heighten the culture and that culture is what keeps everybody in there. And that's very important. And again, that culture too is the best marketing tool that you can have. I mean, you can have the best marketing. You can spend a lot of money on Facebook ads, you know, do mailers, you know, um, um, direct mail and all that. But if your culture sucks and your gyms, this isn't set up, your trainers aren't very good. Your atmosphere is boring. Um, Your training's not very good. What the hell good is it? They're not, they're going to leave. You know, I mean, people are excited. Oh, I get all these gym leads. Well, how many do you convert? How many, how many people sign up? How many people keep coming back? That's the important thing. What, what, what's the glue that keeps all that together is your, is your atmosphere. It's not the equipment that you have. You know, I mean, it's your passion. And again, it's the culture and it's the atmosphere, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, so part of it, I mean, you're, you're the face of the business and, and people are coming to see you now. One thing that a lot of young entrepreneurs that we talk to, and I'm sure you've talked to too, is is finding the right people to build the team. Because, you know, someone's coming to the gym, and you, you can't be there 16 hours a day, right? So, so can you dive into kind of how you, how you first started doing that? Was that a struggle for you early on? Was the fire? Yeah. Yes. Great question. It's a struggle for anybody. Let's be candid here. Um, um, you know, the biggest thing of, of, of an owner is, the gym owner is, they don't want to, you know, delegating is, is can be challenging. Right. Um, or people always want to work with you. You know, one thing I got from my friend Alan Cosgrove um, years ago was, you know, it's best to hire from within. And um, some of the best train, trainers we have right now are, are former students of mine and, and fighters now. And they know your system the best. Um, and um, I have one, you know, um, and, and then they know your system the best and they're great communicators because you've, you've trained them, you know what I mean? So they can, they can just follow your recipe and that's not being watered down. When I say recipe, your recipe of how you want things done, they can follow, they can, and you know them really good because the biggest challenge, let's be honest. And of course you, you yourself, I mean, when you, um, you're meant as a right-hand man. So when you look at somebody to bring into your team, the, the, the qualifications aren't the important thing, right? It's the personality, yep. how they fit in. And um, can they be part of your team? Are they, um, 
it's their attitude and everything. That's the biggest thing. We don't care about what you know. It's how you can grow and how you fit in and what you can add. So a lot of my fighters, our students over the years that become our trainers, you know, I've, I've gotten to know them pretty well. I know their personalities. I know their strengths. I know their weaknesses. So it's been very easy for me to plug those, those guys in. And the students love them because they're comfortable with them too. And I have, um, I, have, I, have I, I have a trainer that I hired from outside. But um, we started off as an intern and non-paid and, and, and uh, transitioned to a trainer. And then in that time, I got to gauge his, his attitude and his aptitude to how he would fit in. And it's worked out pretty well. But, you know, Cosgrove, like you said, over the years, a lot of, a lot of his – if you can hire from within, that's the best. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? 100%. No, that's perfect, man. It, you were saying before that you've made a lot of mistakes. When you were, when you were kind of focused more on the training side and, and not as much on the business side, is there anything that pops in your mind as far as, like, what are some of the big mistakes? If you, if you look back, like, when you, when you were growing your business, like, what <laughs> – what are things that stand out to you as far as mistakes that you've made that you that you either had to oh, that you've definitely overcome, but that you do like a change or that you learned? First of all, you know, again, you know, I was proud of that time in my life where you know I got to you know I spent a lot of time learning from Mike Boyle and Paul Quinn, all the Titans, uh, Paul Check, learning the business side of it, or excuse me, the um, training side of it. That was good. That made me a better technician. However. It didn't bring more clients in the door. It didn't bring more students in the door. I didn't know how to manage my money then. Um, I didn't understand, you know, profit loss. I didn't understand really expenses. So, um, you know, as a trainer, again, sales is not a dirty word. Um, you know, business business should be at the forefront. Once you're the, the lead, you know, lead man, you, you have to spend a lot of time on money management you know, um, you know, uh, on the business side of it. And, you know, once I started to focus more of my time, my time on that, that, that was a game changer for me is uh, my biggest mistake was what I'm trying to say was just overextending myself, not understanding how to manage my money. Um, you know, a trainer say a trainer makes 15 K one, one month. That's great. What do you do with the money? What are you doing with it? You know what I mean? And, it, it, you know, you gotta. We all know that there's ebb and flows of business. There's slow times of the year, and and early in my career, I didn't understand a lot of that stuff. So it was a lot of trial and error. I mean, I, I really lost my ass in Florida, and that was a great lesson. I learned all from those mistakes. Um, I be, I became when I came up here to Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, which has been a great move. I I learned how to manage my money better. Um, I learned how to make purchase purchases for the gym better. I would advise anybody that's starting off um, that wants to open a gym, start off small, start off conservative, and grow as with your student base as you, as you grow. Keep your expenses low, which is what I didn't do when I was down in Florida, and I really didn't understand that. And when you have a slow month, fuck you, man. You got to pay your credit. You got to pay it. You got to pay your bills. So it was that was another mistake is not keeping the, um, you know, Dan Kennedy, one of the biggest things I ever learned from him was, you know, you want to prime the pump every day. You want to do something that moves your business forward. You have to do that. You have to do that every day. And, um, and when I was a trainer, you know, I was always reps and sets, you know, periodization. I'm going to learn about conjugate periodization, but where's the next student coming from? Where's the next lead coming from? So I didn't understand, you know, I didn't, you know, 
then there wasn't there wasn't that many leads coming in because I wasn't focused on that. I didn't know how to do that. It's great to be knowledgeable. If this is how you eat, you better learn how to, you know, as a promoter in boxing, put asses in the seats, you better know how to get people in the door. And it doesn't matter if you, you're really smart. People don't give a shit about that. You know what I mean? And so what can you do for them? It's communication skills on top of that. But how are they going to hear about you? How, how, how are you bringing the next student in? That's the important thing. So. Can you get can you get into the time management a little? I think I think that's another struggle that entrepreneurs have. And you're you're kind of, I mean, and everyone listening to a podcast, they see a guy like you, and they're like, you're talking about sales, marketing, building your team. I think it could be a little bit overwhelming to someone starting out if they're by themselves or maybe they only have one coach. Can you talk about how you manage your day, how you manage your time, and how you do all those things? How do you have a, how you still maintain that culture while building your team, while doing sales? Well, you, you know what I mean? Like it, it can. I think the, a lot of people are overwhelmed early on. So, so how do you manage your time and, and kind of get a little bit of everything? Well, you got to say, for, for the easiest, first of all, the easiest thing to do is to say no to more things. You prioritize. And if you prioritize your time, that's how you get rid of a lot of the fat, so to say. Um, you know, we've recently got involved in real estate. We have a couple of rental houses that we're almost done with our second house. It's extremely challenging. And it's just Aaron and I here. We have no family close to us. We have a four-year-old daughter we take care of on top of that. She spends a lot of time with us. I'm not going to lie to you and sit here and say, hey, do this and do that. I mean, we all struggle with it. Even the masteries of time management struggle with it. So I'm not going to sugarcoat any shit and be like I'm some, you know, um, genius here and, and give you some secret tips. It's, it's a challenge, but you, you do it by prioritizing and saying no more. So, so, so what are some things, what, 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 when you say I say no, like what is something, give me an example of something that, like where in the past you may not have done that, but or, are you saying no to something or like, so what, so what is our priority, like what, what are your main priorities right now? My priorities right now is obviously taking care of our daughter. We, get her, we, we have to take care of her, get her off to school. Of course, my, my role has changed. Um, when I'm done with this podcast here, I'm going to go over to our rental house and, and do some work over there. Um, I delegate more. The morning classes are run good because we have a morning trainer. I don't need to focus on that, worry on that, worry about that. He's been with me for going on eight years now. He does a great job. I get feedback from him during the day. I don't need to do that. People want to train with me. You can train with Dean in the morning. I say no more to no more people that I do still do one-on-one -on -one training and skill. It's necessary. So I say no to more people too that want to train with me because if it takes away from my priority right now is getting this, our, uh, house on Southwood done. We're almost done with it. We're 90% done with it. My focus is getting on that. Is was getting that done. So if somebody wants to train with me, you could train with Dean. You could train with one of my other trainers. You can do that. I don't waste time on social media. I don't um I don't I don't do any anything that doesn't move you forward. I don't I don't do things like that. This is my nature. I don't waste time and um, I don't lay around the couch watching Netflix and stuff like that. Um I don't clean the the gym. Aaron does that, and we have another guy that does that. Uh, just activities that don't move you forward, or um, you know, um, they don't really make you any money. I don't. I just don't do. I mean, it's, it's that simple. You know, you got to prioritize. Um, I'm trying to think what else. But that's that's it. Every day, it's it's a script for me. We get up. I take. I love taking my daughter to school. We took her, uh, dropped her off today, this morning, her class trip. Go to the rental house, and I got a couple one-on-one -on -one people. I'm going to train this afternoon. It's very tight shit, man. It, to me, it's, 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 I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's, it's tactic in a good way. And I like to stay busy, but that's, that's what I choose. It's all what you can handle and, 
which you're comfortable with. We're going to set up for our fight show tonight. Of course, I have a crew of people to help me with that. That makes it easier. But it's um, time management is it's it's almost like a dog. It's, you're always going to chase your tail with it. It's just when you think you got it, another opportunity comes. But I guess the key to time management is um, the way to master it is is just prioritizing and saying saying no more to things that just don't make sense to you um, that move you forward or, or really make you I'll say make you money um, and um, that, that really don't move you forward um, along the line I'm trying to think what else that's pretty much it so there's, there's not really a time because I think a lot of people are kind of looking for that green pasture of like there's gonna be there's gonna be a day when the stress is all down and I have nothing to worry about and like but but like and, and the more people we talk to we realize like that's not a realistic thing. And I think that's what I'm searching for is like to be able to land, a, like you said, to land a couch and watch Netflix while, while your business is running. But that, there's never really that point, right? I mean, what are you, right. What are you going to say here? I mean, this is why I like you guys. That's why I like listening. I quite honestly like listening to this podcast with you and with you guys is because you guys are very transparent. Like you're not making bullshit up trying to sound like these, you know, geniuses here, you know, Vincent, you. I mean, we all make mistakes. We're all not perfect. We all have days that, you know, um, we don't follow the script. There is no, there's never really a, a true right way of, of, of doing it. You just, with time management, well, how do you make more time? You say no to more shit. I mean, what, what else is there? I mean, if it doesn't make sense to you, if it doesn't add to you, add, add value to your life and add value to your business, why do it? I mean, what else is there, right? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean what are we going to say here? I mean, there's, I'm not going to, there is no secret tidbit here. I mean, personally, I don't, during my day, I don't do any, what are some time wasting, uh, it's on Sundays watching NFL football, but I can't watch two games in a row anymore. I just can't sit on a couch and, and I'm, I'm a very, um, not hyper person, but I got to move. I always got to, I got to, I got to, um, I got to be productive. But with that, I want to say, I think people make the mistake of one of the bad things about social media is people um, compare, they, they, they compare each other. They compare themselves to other people like, Oh, this person's always working. No, you got to have downtime too. You know I mean? It's just like strength training. If I was training you time and I told you, you know, strength training seven days a week, um, do max effort workout seven days a week. What would happen to you? Get beat up. You can't go hard. You, right. Where do you make your, where do you uh, make your uh, gains in your training? In recovery. Right. Where do we gain our biggest um, insights um, as business owners, as trainers, as human beings, period? Where do we gain a lot of our biggest insights? Isn't that downtime, that recovery time? Right. 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 More. you got to plan more of that, too. So um, in your time management, don't feel like you have to be – you know, there's gurus out there that say you got to hustle all the time. Hey, they were like, hey, look at that guy. He's relaxing and I'm working. You know what? Good for you, dumbass. I mean, that's not a good thing. You know what I mean? you got to have the recovery time. you got to live life. I mean, what's the fun? Let me ask you, what's one of the most fun things you did this past year? Uh, probably going on trips, you know, traveling, going on vacation with my wife, that kind of stuff. Those, those are the things you remember, you know? Right, but, but okay. But to the average person, Average business owner. I mean, you hear people, oh, I haven't taken a vacation in seven years. What do you think of that when you hear that? I think, like, that's a miserable, like, what are you, why, why are you even doing it? What, is that a badge of honor? 
Right. Isn't that madness? Is that something you want to brag about? It's pretty pathetic. And, you know, and I don't mean to be a harsh ass in that sense, but you got to live life. You're spot on. I think that's, and a lot of people that we talk to, you know, in the, on the, on the business coaching side of stuff is they're kind of caught on that treadmill of like, they're so tied into their business. They can't leave for a day or if, or if they step away from the business, they don't have anything in place. And all they're thinking about is like something bad is going to happen or something's going wrong. And, and they don't have, you know, their, their head is never really clear because they, they haven't put the stuff in place. And I think that's something that you've kind of are, are doing well. Like you said, you have other stuff going on. So. Right. We have other stuff going on too. But here's another thing too, is you know, you got to, and that's for being an athlete. And that's just from training period is and continuing to train is you have to have downtime to recover. And, and this goes along with time management is, you know, you learn to delegate more, you know, um, just like at our fight show Saturday, there's a lot of tomorrow, excuse me, this coming Saturday, there's a lot of moving parts on the one that puts the shows together on the one that does the hardest part, which is matchmaking. But during the night, I have the officials there, the referee, everybody selling the concessions, everybody's doing their job. You delegate that. And um, that goes along with time management to where I'm not sucked into everything. And another thing in the time management is, um, you delegate more, you hire more trainers. Somebody wants to train with you. You say you have one of your trainers to take them on and you go do something leisurable. You go for a walk, you go, you, there's no excuse for trainers that say they don't have time to work out. Do you have employees? You do. You free, you, you got to give to yourself before the more you give to yourself, the more you, you're able to give to your team, you give to your spouse, your child and everybody else. You, gotta be i've always one of the best things i've always learned i think i got that from punch right too is you gotta give to yourself you gotta be selfish and that goes along with saying no more take care of yourself because it makes you better for everybody else there's no excuse um again it goes along with time management you give time to yourself you hear the, the phrase pay yourself in business who gives time to yourself in life and it makes you that much better That's awesome. where, where's where's the future where, where do you see yourself in, in five years do you do you, do you plan out like to, to do, do long-term kind of visioning or planning where do you see pilger yeah, i do um i'm having a lot of fun we're having a lot of fun in, in the real estate right now and i think that goes hand in hand with uh you know owning a, a gym you know we, what's helped us in our real estate we're no experts yet however i'll say we're very experienced this is our second house that we that's we're going to have done in, in two years and owning a gym, the network of skilled tradesmen we have there, you know, their kids train at our gym. It's, it, it's really helped us immensely with this. And they, they go both in hand in hand. The good thing about owning a gym is, as you know, is you have a, a big melting pot of just connections there yeah. and, and a network, attorneys, you name it. Yeah. And so all you have to do is ask. And I believe in the barter system too. And that's what's helped us with this is the barter system. Jay, well, a book that Jay, uh, that Vince talks about it really likes Jay Abraham getting everything that you can out of all that you got. He talks about the barter system and trainers can use that too from web design, um, and, and whatnot, cleaning for your facility, bartering with somebody. So basically what I'm saying is the future is keeping our gym going, train some pros, the ultimate goal for me in the, in my training, uh, careers to obviously train a world champion we've trained two national champions golden gloves etc goal for real estate is we like to have 10 houses um maintain our gym um keep holding the fight shows growing the sport in that sense i like what we do i'm having fun keep doing it um i like 
I like as far as the real, uh, the real estate side of it, taking a house, rehabbing it, which is essentially what we're doing, seeing what it looks like afterwards. In the business side, I love going to a gym like last night, watching my trainers work. I have trainers even from different countries, from Ghana. It's a nice team. Everybody has like a different skill set, and it adds. It's great, and I love watching them work. I'll sit back like last night. I'll sit down for a couple minutes and just watch the trainers work, watch the students feed off of, feed off of it, watch the energy in the gym. I'm very proud of that when you go into a gym, just the sound of it, just the energy and seeing people happy, seeing people enjoy themselves. You grew that. That's, that, that's, that's great. So I want to keep both of those things going. Of course, raise our daughter and uh, just enjoy life, travel more. You gotta live, you know. As a business owner, don't don't forget to smell the roses. Um, as a business owner, you know, have your goals of you know growing your business, but live life all, along the way. Don't forget to live life along the way. Take care of yourself. Um, and you know, five years gets behind you. What have you really done? Um, so our 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 plan, like I said, ten houses. Keep our gym the way it is. Hold 100 shows. I'm at uh, number 49 this uh, Saturday. Keep doing what we're doing. I'm always going to keep a gym because it's going to keep me young. I'm always going to train people because it's going to keep me young. I'm going to do this till I'm dead. Uh, um, Maybe downsize in another 10 years, but I'm always going to train people. Um, And I like the the real estate side of it, working on these houses because it's a nice buffer from the gym. And... Uh, have you found that the skills, all the skills that you learn from, from growing your business have transferred over onto the real estate side like that? Because I think that's, you know, people want to kind of however diversify their portfolio, which it seems like what you've done is, is it a lot of the skills carry over. Can I, can I recommend a few books? You know, 100%. Yeah, man, go. All right. I have them here. Really good guy for, for everybody. There's a really good book out there. People talk about profits for, I think it's a, I think it's a good book, but I think it's a little bit overhyped because two generations ago, that was common practice, you know, of our, um, of, of people to, to live that way. And, um, but a really good guy out there that I recommend listening to his podcast, reading his books, his name is Mark Kohler. He's a CPA and is an attorney. So he bridges both gaps. Business owners, you know, once they start making money, that's a great thing. And marketing is very important. Don't get me wrong. You have to have, Use different market medians, have you know, have systems with marketing built up. Again, for us, it's really grassroots. It's just a lot of uh, word of mouth, people finding us off the web, SEO, and of course our events and our location is very good too. And uh, but you got to know how to, you know, manage your money. And of course, I'm not a, an accountant, but People say pay yourself first. That's true. But guess who you got to really pay to keep your business open? Who's got to be paid to keep your business open? The IRS. So you got to really educate yourself, get yourself a good uh, accountant. A big part of your team, once you start making money, is you better have a good accountant. So you read The Business Owner Guide to Financial Freedom by Mark Kohler is very good. What your CPA isn't telling you by Mark Kohler is very good. As far as investing, which um, more young People need to do more. People need to do. Period. The coffee house investor is really good, and the Boggleheads, the Boggleheads Guide to Investing, um, is very good. One of the best, one of the best um, investment books out there because it talks about the different uh, investment products. It breaks it all down. It takes away all the myths. It's a very good guide. Um, 
and that was a game changer for me as just focusing spending more more focusing more of my time um reading that because it's great to it's great to make money but what are you doing with it and it's great to make money but you see somebody saying oh this person he just made 60k a month what's his it's not what you make it's what you keep where's your expenses Owning a business, you guys do a great job in your podcast, and I'm not saying this because I'm a guest on here, but you really do. You've, I, I, you've had a money guy on there before, and you, um, and you talk about how you and um, Vince um, were talking about how you got to ask him sometimes, can we purchase this? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, to all you guys listening out there, it's important, man. I mean, you, that's, the, that's the important thing. I mean, that's what keeps your doors open, too. Oh, yeah. just marketing streams. What the hell are you doing? How are you how are you managing your money? You know, and I'm, I want to say something else real quick too. Is I don't think this gets talked about enough too. Is you got to have a good you got to have a good team within your gym, but you got to have a good professional team. Get a good attorney and get a good CPA. Because at the end of the year, and I'm not giving any accounting advice here. But I think my opinion is just knowing, talking to people. I know a lot of trainers out there. At, they don't they don't understand business expenses and they're they're uh, they can pay more in taxes than they should if you're paying more in taxes you could use that money for marketing more in creating a security blanket of a uh, uh, fund uh, excuse my language a fuck you fund is what they call it for opportunities so understand that more but sorry for going back and forth here this is on my mind being a fighter has helped me in business because I made tremendous amount of stakes in Florida. I focused on the business, excuse me, the technical side of training. I was proud of all the certifications that I had, but it didn't make, really make any money. And so I kept that knowledge. And when I moved to Ohio here and learning the business side allowed me to, you know, of course, a, um, um, AJ Roberts, my friend golf helped me, um, systemize our website more get it to pre-sell that's helped out but being a fighter is there's a really good book by angela um duckworth called grit read that but it's that's allowed me to have that grit um tough in business business isn't easy you know that you're a former lineman correct yes sir and, and you, you're tough you don't have to i'm not saying tough be a tough guy hey i'm gonna smack you in the mouth mentally tough toughness is displayed in different ways correct Yes. But that's allowed you, we all have, we all go through shit in life, right? Yeah. But that's helped you out too, hasn't it? Being a lineman and going through some shit you've gone through? Yeah, just a mentality, just that mentality, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so that's helped me out in business, being a fighter, and being a leader, period. And it's helped me out in real estate. Like, in real estate, the biggest mistake in people make in real estate is, you know, finding a good contractor. But doing the work, people get excited Robert Kiyosaki's book, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Poor Dad, that's all ideology. I mean, that gets you excited. But what the fuck are you going to do? Um, you go buy a house. Like, how do you do the work? Like, how are you going to get it done? It could be overwhelming. But it's the Dan Kennedy principle of every day do something to move your business forward. It's the same thing as being a fighter, getting up, running when you don't want to, going to the gym when you don't want to. It's the same thing as a business owner. Come on, Tom. You guys do events with trained parents. Some days you don't feel like doing shit, but you still do it, right? 100%, yeah. yeah. It's called deliberate practice. You read all these books out there. Um, 
And, that, and you look at all these world-class achievers. I'm, I, re, I respect anybody with a high level of skill from a pianist to, a, um, to an attorney to, to, to anybody that's a high achiever because they do those little things. And that translates to all our endeavors. Um, and that's helped us in real estate is every day I work on that house. It doesn't have to, I'm not saying six hours a day, but I do something to move it forward. And that's what allowed, that's what's allowed us to have, what's not a huge feat, but our second house under two years for relatively um, beginners to real estate. Now we're experienced because we do the work and that's what you got to do. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I, don't want, I know you're a busy guy, man. I don't want to give too much of your time. If, if anybody listening kind of wants to reach out to you, want, I, I don't know, I'll tell you what, for my, my advice is to, is to at least get, follow you and friend you on Facebook because you put a lot of this stuff when you're reading a book, you share it. When you're whatever it is, like you're, you're you're all about sharing knowledge. So if anybody wanted to reach out to you, how, how would we get a hold of you? First of all, you're interesting by hanging around interesting people and, and hang out with people. And I'm sorry for my mind is going all over the place here. That's all good, man. Go. And you know, is 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 you know, is, is step outside your niche too and, and hang out with different people and learn from different different people too and high achievers and it makes you more interesting. Hang around with more interesting people. You know, don't believe a lot of shit that you read on social media. Stay involved in your life. Spend more time with people. Have daily conversations. Go hang out with people. Live, live, live life for real. Just don't uh, believe everything you see on a social media or live through social media. That's how be, you become a more interesting people person is. Like for you, I've, I've always got along with, I've always hit it off with you. I'm not saying this because I'm, I'm a, 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 your guest on here, but um, I resonate well with you. You're the type of person that I like to go get a beer with, but I don't drink Corona Light. You'll never see me post shit about Corona Light. You I, knew, I, knew shit. Yeah, I have to say that. You'll That's never true. see me post that shit. <laughs> My Corona, if you're listening, tell them what to drink. You're out that way. My Corona will set you straight with real beer. But um, just hang around with more interesting people. I just post what I do. Keep it real. Use social media for what it is. Share what you do. But um, don't forget to get out there and um, live a real life too. And, but you can follow um, you can follow me on Facebook, on my Instagram, um, you know, um, rob.pildredgmail.com. If anybody ever has any questions or um, wants to hit me up about anything, uh, shoot me an email. But again, Facebook, Rob on um, Instagram, Rob under slash Pilger. Um, I really don't blog anymore. I'm so involved with what we're doing in our real life here that I really don't have that much time for any other social media outlets besides Facebook and Instagram is what I'm trying to say. So you have, you have a ton of content out there as far as you sharing your, I think, I think like you said early on, you, you being more bridge the gap between that old school boxing mentality and a lot of the new science of training. I don't know if there's anybody who does it better than you. So I, I've watched a lot of your videos on that. So if anybody's interested in that side of it, YouTube, excuse me. Yeah. See, I, I, I get so freaking scatter-minded youtube i have a youtube channel out there i just started up dating again but i have like over 100 videos on that and this goes back to marketing too is people find me on youtube you plaster yourself out there and people find you and the best thing to do you hear it all the time be great at what you do and they will come but you really gotta be great at what you do and if you really do it's like a restaurant you always hear about the great restaurants why right how do you hear about them they're good but how do you hear word of You talk to somebody. Right, people right. are always talking. You treat your people good. I can't tell you. I'll say this real quick and we'll end it. I know we got to go, but you always hear about somebody opening a new gym. Did I say, 
talk to me in two years from now, let me know if they're still there. But she, sometimes you hear how they treat people. Treat people good. Treat yourself good and treat people good. You keep it real with people. Always just make them want to be there, but don't fake it. But you've got to have good people skills. And if you don't have it in you to have good people skills, don't get involved in this industry. People skills are what keeps your gym together and what keeps people coming back and helps you communicate with your team better and gets your team to believe in you is you've got to be a good person. And um, I feel that sometimes that gets lost in the X's of O's and of um, being a business owner too is, you know, you, you just make people just be good to people. Somebody was at our gym the other day that they visited West Sider from Toronto, Canada. They said, you guys are doing really well here. It's like, I said, hey, we treat people good. We make, a, we, we make this place a great place people want to come to. We keep the training real. They all go hand in hand. Just don't have a good program. Keep the communication skills there too. Keep the encouragement there too. Work on, you know, uh, another really good book that I like is um, The Laws of Human Nature. Study, you've got to study that if you're a coach uh, by Robert Greene. It's a really good book and it's how to read people better. I highly recommend that, Tom. The, the, the Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. It's in my bookshelf here. It's not a book that you can read in one setting, but it's just a lot of great life lessons in there. It's going to help you as a coach. It's going to help you as a leader. It's going to help you in all areas of life. So I'm sorry for babbling, but. Well, man, no, that, dude, that's awesome. It, you just, everybody listening can't see, but Rob has a giant bookshelf just stacked with books. And that's the thing, man, like a constant learner. And that's why I love talking to you, man, because it's always getting great information every time I talk to you, man. It's great to read one thing, but let me tell you something. If you, let me tell you something. If you, if I tell you a book, you tell me what did you learn from it, I'll tell you what I do with it. Just don't read to read. Apply what you read. I see people say, oh, I read all these books. But if you really see what they, you know, if you really look at who they are, they haven't really changed. The people that change the most are the most well-read and around more people. You guys do a great job with your masterminds, and you, you, um, you, um, you demand growth, and, that, and that's the way it should be. You know, it's, you got to keep growing. And you can tell somebody that's well-read, or that's around high achievers by, you know, the way they grow. You know what I mean? You got to keep the sharp, like the late great uh, Stephen Covey said, sharpen the saw. Don't ever let off your foot on the grass, off the gas. I'm very proud of my bookshelf, but uh, thank you. It's, uh, but that's uh, every day, sharpen the saw, man. That's awesome. Rob, hey, man, thank you so much for your time, brother. I appreciate it. Great to talk to you, man. Sure a great time. I hope, I, hope, I hope everybody's found some value in this. Thank you very much. 100%, Rob. Have a great day, man. Thank you. Likewise. Thanks for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Do me a favor and click subscribe. And if you can, leave a review. Whatever you think about us, let us know. We want to make this show better. But by by subscribing to the podcast, you get updated every time a new show comes out. And by leaving a review, you help us make this show better. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.